Time for the 360 round. For that, we'll bring in our pro panel, taking a look at Zillow and housing. Aaron Sykes is with us, chief economist at Nest Seekers International, and Chris Wong, research director, Runnymede Capital Management. Thank you both for being with us. So, Aaron, what did you make of the Zillow numbers? It looks like they basically had a good quarter, but warning going forward. What did you think of the numbers that you saw? Yeah, so, you know, I consider this a miss for Zillow. We just saw them lay off 300 people. And I can tell you, because I have friends that work at Zillow, that was completely unexpected and seemed to come out of left field. So, personally, I think that this is right on target for where we are in the overall housing market and what I would have expected. However, I think it's still catching some people off guard, particularly sellers. You know, I just saw a meme today and it said, you know, sellers are acting like it's 2021 and buyers are acting like it's 2008. And there's just a huge discrepancy between the two parties. Well, Zillow's layoffs, I mean, just, just to poke in there, because you sort of did have some firsthand knowledge of it now at this point um, after, in the aftermath. Is it surprising, considering the tough economy we've been in, considering um, mortgage rates went from 3% to 7% and things may be in a tighter situation? No, I don't think it was surprising at all, at least as an outsider, yet somebody who also works in the industry. But I think we're dealing with this recency bias. And often people, you know, they don't see the cycles, the greater cycles. They only see, you know, that last six to 12 to 24 months. And they think that that's going to continue forever. So unfortunately, even though it did catch some people by surprise, I think it was really expected if you're looking at that big picture overall economic layout. Right. Now, talk about the balance sheet. Chris Wong, you, you noted the numbers. Um, there were some good points within there, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, they beat on the top and bottom line in terms of their guidance range. So the quarter was actually better than expected, but their guidance going forward was pretty weak, and they're looking for deceleration. I mean, I, there, there's definitely no surprise there with mortgage rates going from 3 to 7% in one year, and listings are definitely off. So, I mean, the CEO, Rich Barton, said that they're seeing low inventory and lack of flows coming into the market. So heading into 2023 is going to be a challenging year. Right. And so with 2023 being a challenging year, I mean, I, would you call what's happening in housing, Chris, recessionary or almost recessionary at this point? I mean, we are sort of stalling. Yeah, for sure. It definitely seems like a recession. I mean, our RHS CEO, Gary Friedman, said that we're definitely in a recession. If you look at the FHFA house price index, uh, housing prices have declined two months in a row. That's the first time since 2011. And we really haven't seen serious job loss yet. So if there is uh, more job losses to come, uh, there's going to be four sales. And I think you're going to see more pressure on housing prices in the new year. Yeah, understood. And so, Erin, um, what are you seeing as far as the clients that you're speaking with? I mean, I think Zillow painted the worrisome picture going forward. I mean, housing is never over. Housing often is, right, a good investment over long term. What are you telling folks and what are you hearing are some of the themes for 2023? Yeah, so just like we saw housing go from zero to 60, 
two years ago, it feels like it just went from 60 down to zero really quickly. And even though we continue to see elevated prices because of inflation, um, you know, we're really seeing almost no activity. People are sitting on their hands and things are a bit frozen. I do think after midterms, there might be some amount of pickup because people want direction. They want to know what's happening, but there's just too much uncertainty now. So it doesn't really matter what price point we're talking about. Everything is just status quo sitting. Yeah, and final thoughts here, Chris, as you take a look. I mean, you mentioned the iBuying business was a bust, destroyed the shareholder value of Zillow. I mean, at what point would you think about even buying the stock, if at any? I mean, it hit a recent low of 26. Would you buy this stock or anything else related to housing? I mean, I think this is one to keep on your watch list. They definitely have a dominant brand in the real estate tech platform, but it's still too early. The, the cycle isn't at the bottom, and... When you're in a decelerating GDP environment and the Fed is tightening aggressively, you do not want to own stocks that uh, still lose money. And Zillow is one that is still losing money on a gap basis. Um, they are investing a lot of money in the platform. They said they're going to invest a lot in R&D and technology. So I think their future is bright, but it's still too early to step in, even, even though the stock is down 85% off of its 2021 high. Wonderful to see you both. Thank you so much. What a busy week this has been. A down week after we heard from the Fed. We'll have the jobs report tomorrow and a great look at the housing that has certainly been under pressure with these rising mortgage rates. Erin Sykes, Nest Seekers International. Chris Wong, Runnymede Capital Management. Thank you.